This summer I'm doing a series called Treasures of Orthodoxy. And last week we talked about the calendar and how the calendar influences every day of our lives by showing us the feast, the fast, the celebrations of the saints throughout the year. Today I'd like to talk about a big word called apostolic succession. Can we all say it? Apostolic succession. What is this? The first time I heard this word, I was at summer camp. I was a counselor, and we had with us a seminarian. And he was a big shot. And he told us about apostolic succession. And he said that our bishop could trace his ordination all the way back to Andrew the Apostle. Andrew the Apostle, of course, was one apostolos, apostelno, one who is sent. And he was sent by Christ himself. So this is an impressive thing, that we go all the way back to the apostles. Now the other day I was having a a conversation with Nina Lampson after the liturgy, And it dawned on me that at the epiclesis, you're going to learn a lot of Greek words today, at the epiclesis we have the meeting of heaven and earth. That is where that the heaven meets the earth. And epiclesis is epikleo, I call down. I call down the Holy Spirit as we're all kneeling and we ask, the Holy Spirit, to make this bread the body of your Christ and this precious, uh, this wine, the precious blood of your Christ. And heaven and earth at that moment meet. And she says to me, and who gave you the authority to do that? And I said, good question. I said, bishop did. And she said, who gave him the authority? And I said, the bishop that ordained him and the bishop that ordained him all the way back to Andrew. Now this has some unintended consequences. When I was first ordained, now that we see that there is order and taxi, taxi is a Greek word, in the church, I got ordained and I was doing a job in Mexico, so I flew down to Mexico to do the job. I worked for a week, I came back. My phone rings Monday morning. You were in my metropolis. I said, yes, your eminence, but I didn't serve. It doesn't matter. You are a priest now. You have to have permission to leave your metropolis and permission to enter my metropolis. I said, I'm sorry. He says, we have order in the church. I have to know who's coming in and out of my metropolis. Why? Well, in Canada, there was a priest serving there. He's a Greek priest. He'd been serving for a couple of years. When they suddenly discovered he wasn't a priest at all, he was an actor from Greece. And apparently a very good actor. 
because he married and baptized and buried people for two years before they found out. That is the shock. But this has unintended consequences for you too. Because at your chrismation and baptism, you became members of the royal priesthood. That means you, like the apostles, are ones who are sent. St. John of Damascus writes, I write nothing new. I pass on to you that which I have received. Now, we are not just a museum preserving this great treasure that has been handed down to us. Don't misunderstand. Part of that treasure is making disciples of all nations, baptizing, teaching. We too are sent. You'll notice when a mother is absent from the church for the 40 days required by the church, So she has time to heal and be restored and then come back to the church. What do we do? We say we church the baby. We actually church the mother. Because according to the canon, if you are absent from church three Sundays in a row, you excommunicate yourself. And so we have to restore her through prayers to the communion of the church. We dedicate the baby to Christ, but we church the mother. So there are distinctions. Those who are members of the body of Christ and those who are not members of the body of Christ. Peter and Paul established this when they had a disagreement. What did they do? They went to the bishop of Jerusalem. Jacobus, the brother of our Lord. And he said, hmm, good question. Do new Christians have to be circumcised? We'll talk about it. We'll get back to you. So they talk to the elders, and they understand by the guidance of the Holy Spirit that you don't have to be circumcised. There's a new law, the law of Christ. But you do have to abstain from food offered to idols. You do have to abstain from sexual immorality. You do have to feed the poor and do good works. That established order and taxi. That's why we have ecumenical councils. We come together, we talk, we discuss, we decide. It seems good to us and the Holy Spirit. And then the royal priesthood receives or does not receive. So you play a vital role in this whole process. And your role as Orthodox Christians is to be active members in your faith, to be growing in wisdom and knowledge, to be going to confession. Somehow people think we're only supposed to receive communion three or four times a year. St. Basil said, And this, I failed on my oral test for the patristics, so I will never forget it. You can receive communion up to three or four times a week if you're properly prepared. 
communion is offered, we are supposed to receive. We're called to receive. But that's assuming we're active in our spiritual life, that we prayed, that we fasted, that we gone to confession, that we are living out the gospel. So there are people who, in the early church, were under penance. They were not allowed to come to communion. In our day and age, there's embothia. There are obstacles. If you're divorced and you haven't had, you've had a church marriage, a sacrament, and you haven't got an ecclesiastical divorce in the Greek Orthodox Church in America, you have to get an ecclesiastical divorce. These things aren't to be mean to people or arbitrarily exclude people. It's there to care for your spiritual life so that you understand what the faith is and what you signed up for. Now, as the Orthodox Church, we say there are perimeters to apostolic succession. The Catholics also claim apostolic succession. They're the closest to the Orthodox. The Anglicans loosely claim. King Henry VIII was not a patriarch, so that's a looser. But after that, it doesn't seem to matter, people. People think it's Jesus and me. But the body of Christ is actually a living body in communion, guided by love and the Holy Spirit. And that is significant. So when someone asks you about apostolic succession, now you can explain to him the great and powerful meaning of being connected to Christ through the apostles, but also to understand what a great responsibility you have in calling yourself a member of the body of Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.